Welcome to the Girl Power Alliance podcast, where you're going to meet and hear from some inspiring women with incredible stories who are leading in business and in faith. We are on a mission to impact the world by helping women to dream bigger and build wealth through kingdom-minded mentoring and leadership. Change yourself, change the world. Welcome back to the Girl Power Alliance podcast. I'm your host, Molly Trotter-Gomez. I'm really excited to dive into the topic of vision today. Um, If you've ever heard me speak on it, if you're inside of our Girl Power Alliance community, I'm quite literally obsessed with vision love helping women just really step into the vision that God has called them and just even expand. So I'm very excited for Debbie to be joining us as our guest today because she is a vision board coach. And the first time I met Debbie, I was like, Debbie, we could literally be on this call for a very long time, just going back and forth, back and forth with vision. Um, I remember the first call that we were on, you were asking bigger vision questions of the company and what we're about. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Like, I love getting asked those kinds of questions. So I would love to really build in, how did you become a vision board coach? Give us some backstory of who you are to where you are today um, so people can get to know you a little bit. Thank you so much. So I am in Ontario, Canada, so I'm a Canadian and I'm in my encore career. So my first chapter of my life and my career was actually working in not-for-profit childcare. So I ran um, for my board of directors in Canada, it's a little different than in the United States, but um, I ran a, a four location um, childcare organization. I had a team of about 75. And the reason that I'm telling you that as well is because that has really influenced my curriculum with um, vision boarding because it's really important to me that it be fun because I know that children learn best through play and through fun. And when they are able to have reflective inquiry that they are able to hypothesize and dream big. And, you know, you probably remember as a little one, someone asking the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And so I just love that idea of taking that and those ideas uh, that we do with children and translating them for adults, because somewhere along the way we forget and we've lost that little inner child or the little inner child has experienced trauma and uh, he or she is running the show, but in a way that's just really protective of themselves. So that is the reason I'm telling you that part. And also it gave me um, confidence to to share this on a bigger global stage because my childcare, when I was running it, was one of the best in our province. We were chosen as one of the seven to pilot a new way of being. And that came out of Reggio Italy, uh, Reggio Emilia, so play-based learning. I know that's now all through, you know, Ontario or from Canada, the United States, and it really focuses around joy. And so I got to speak on large stages around how that philosophy impacted my childcare. And I realized, wow, I can do this. I can be talking in front of 450 women and having a big impact. And I thought, what else can I do? And where else do I feel God's calling me? And I just felt this inner nudge, the Holy Spirit, you know, placing this on my heart, but I didn't know how. And that's the really, you know, you and I have talked about this, Molly Brown. Um, vision isn't knowing the how. It's just following the purpose, the why, and that inner nudge. And that's what I did is I just started to research. Uh, I found Jack Canfield. He co-wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul. He's really the godfather, I would say, of vision boarding. And um, I studied 
under him. And then I created my own curriculum based on my Christian faith, based on my background in early years, and then also the greats like Jack Canfield, Bob Proctor, and so forth. And I created a curriculum. I opened an in-person studio. So I actually have a studio that's about five minute drive from my home that's specifically built for vision boards. And for all of you girly girls out there, like it's Kate Spade inspired. Like I love feminine. It's unapologetically feminine and, (laughs) uh, but it's a gorgeous space. It's built on the second floor of what was my husband's uh, warehouse. So it's, people are really surprised because it's like dust and trim and paint and all this drywall stuff. And then boom, you walk into this beautiful feminine space. People, people are like, I want to live here. (laughs) So yeah. So then I started doing that and um, I did both for a couple of years where I was still in my role as a childcare director doing vision board workshops on the weekends. So I understand, you know, people in this community as well, who are, you know, straddling both until you can have that courage to really either be in so much pain or with so much vision or maybe a combination of both that you're like, I've had enough, I'm ready. And for me, that provocation came in a form of a question. And the question was, what's the price you're paying for not following your dream? And I thought, wow, the price is really high because the second question was, what's the price those around you are paying for you not following your dream? And I looked at my brand new baby grandson, who was just a month old at that point. And I thought, what if, what if I could have freedom of time and freedom of money? What if I could really have it all where I could just love what I do every day, fulfill my passion, which is helping women find their truth to dare to declare, and I can make money at it and I have freedom of time. And that magical moment, I decided to give my notice to my board of directors and then COVID hit. So then that was a whole other thing we can, I don't know how long we've got today, but that was something that really um, catapulted me onto a global stage. And what I realized was what I was doing with my specific curriculum, nobody else was doing this in the world. And I've since been validated because I'm working more closely with the Canfield team as well in that this is just really unique. So unique. In fact, that I had a lot of coaches asking me, Deb, can you teach us this? Like, this is really great. Can we use this with our clients? As you talked, look, many people talk about visioning, but very few know how to do vision boards in a way that aligns with what we know around mindset, coaching, paradigms, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, all that stuff. And so I said, sure. And then I was like, okay, God was tapping me in the shoulder again, going, I have something so much bigger for you. Like, and I was mm-hmm. resisting. I tried to talk myself out of it. And then I started an academy where I now train trainers from all over the world. Um, and that will be three years ago. Wow. That is, uh, that I love that. Like, and you, and you put that together so eloquently and, and really being able to just take it that step further. And I love the fact that you even took what you have and now you're, you know, if you want to call it this discipling in a sense of like, let me show you what it is that I do. So now there is more, there are more lives that are impacted. It's exactly like here in Girl Power Alliance with the Radiant Leadership Academy. You can go through a coaching program to teach the Radiant Leadership Academy. And now it's not just one teacher. Now there's multiple teachers and, and experts so they can show you and it can just have the massive ripple effect which, you know, when it comes to, and I would love to dig in a little bit more for those that are like, what does she mean? Of You can talk about vision, but then you bring that to a vision board. And you said, you know, obviously there's there's more depth there, right? Like, you know, whether it's limiting beliefs or the mindset, things like that. I'd love to dive down 
that rabbit hole? Because I feel like a lot of us have heard of vision boarding. Um, maybe we've done it ourselves. I know a lot of people have, and there might be some people like, really doesn't work. Why, why would I do that? Why would I waste my time? I'd love to touch on those pieces because I'm sure we have listeners of all kinds that fit in one of those three buckets. Sure. And I just love that this is a Christian community that I can speak so openly in, in Christian terms. And so I see a vision board as a prayer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the prayer that God asks us to pray, our father, and also that it is an act of worship. And the reason I see it as an act of worship is that it is an expression of gratitude. Now, some people reverse that and they say, oh, well, it's just more like a a toddler demanding stuff. Well, I see it as an expression of gratitude for this life that we've been given. So every morning we open our eyes, how are we going to decide to live into this beautiful day, one day at a time that we've been given? And without intention, we're just floating along. And I think about like, I have four children and when I give them gifts and I see, I've got twin daughters and I see them wearing jewelry. I gave them like, my girls are not girly girls. So I'm like, for goodness sake, please put on a pair of earrings. (laughs) (laughs) And they know this, but anyways, you know, if I see them wearing something that I bought them, it brings me so much joy because I, I spent time choosing that for them. And I think how much more for our heavenly father, when we glorify him, by using this life fully. And I like to think about, you know, Matthew um, 25, 14 to 30, which is the parable of um, the master with the three servants and how, you know, given a bag of gold that was five pieces, two pieces and one piece. And I was just rereading that actually before coming on this because thinking about talking about it. And it was really interesting, even in the rebuke that the master gave, it was like he talked about fear. Like, and, and, and the servant said, I was afraid. He said, actually says, I was afraid. I hit it. I hit it in the ground because I was afraid. And so that angered the master. And that, you know, that's an analogy of God. And when we're afraid to not use these beautiful gifts that we've been given. And so the way that we dream big is by expanding the borders of our life as far as possible by dreaming as big as possible. So This is really scary because I encourage my clients to put images on their board that they don't actually know the how, which for, you know, I I was listening on a couple of calls. Like I hear a lot of moms on these calls, like we like to be in control. I know I like to be in control. I want to know where everything is. I I think yesterday, uh, Michelle was talking about being a multitasker. Like that is me. So that also translates into how I want to create my vision board. I want to know the how. Because I want to control the outcome because I want to get the gold star, you know, on a very uh, subconscious level. I I do want the check mark, just like the Sunday school, getting the gold star for attendance, right? I want to know, yep, look at me. I've manifested everything. And when we turn this over and surrender it to God and we say, this is my responsibility to show up, to dream big, to put images of, and I'll talk a bit more about what it is that I want and how there's again, the Christian aspect around this, um, doing it this way, is that that actually glorifies God. And um, and that it, it it honors him because this, this gift. And the one thing that also distinguishes a Dare to Clear Vision Board is I ask all of my participants to put a photo of themselves in a happy time, mm. in a prominent place. So for those of you who are listening, and if you've done a vision board before, just check in. like. How does that feel to have the image on or off? It 
it will make a big difference because it grounds it. And it's actually the reason for everything else that you have on the board, because the biggest thing that you can manifest is your own self-image. And if you don't see yourself in that beautiful home, if you don't see yourself in that luxury car, if you don't see yourself in that successful business, it just becomes stuff. But when you see yourself as the daughter of the king and that you're serving him in all of these areas, that's when it all comes together. And and that truly is, as I said, this beautiful vision. Um, And the other thing I was going to say um, was if we control the how, your results are going to also be based only on past memory and your current circumstances. When we let go of that and surrender it and we open ourselves to receive, what actually is delivered is bigger and better than we expected because, of course, it comes from God. And he he knows what's in our blind spots. Have you ever had that where you think, how did I not see that before? Mm-hmm. It was right there. Do you remember when I was a kid? And again, I'm, I'm much older than you, but those highlighter magazines, those children highlighter yeah. magazines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I used to live in the States, actually. I used to live in Garden Rapids, Michigan. My dad's a pastor. So he, he studied there to become a, a pastor. And um, we got the highlighter magazines and it would have, you know, those kids find the objects in within the picture. Yes. So I like to think of manifestation like that in in abundance and infinite supply in that same way. When we look at life, we just look at that picture, like the picture in the highlighter where it just is a picture of dogs running around in the backyard. But when we look below it and we see the key the symbols that say, oh, find the pizza, find the sock, find the boomerang. All of a sudden they pop out of the picture. You're like, I didn't even notice the pizza's right behind that, that dog's tail or whatever. Well, in the same way, when we get focused, and I heard uh, Michelle talking about this yesterday, where our focus goes, our energy flows. When we get focused on what it is that we want and we get really clear, like we do with a vision board, then it's like, it becomes clear we create, actually, we rewire our brain. There's, um, there's all science around that. But to be able to see it clearly with in all around us. That is so, I love the way you put that together because I totally remember those magazines um, of being able to, you know, look for this. Like you, you see these ones all the time on social media that have a bunch of letters everywhere. The first four words that pop out are your words for 2024 or whatever. And now your brain's focused on searching for those things. So I love that image. That's so powerful. And I love uh, two other things that I really wanted to comment on that I was like, oh, this is so good. The fact that you're having them put a picture of themselves on there in a happy time. I know I'm sure for for a lot of women, they're like, "Uh, yeah, I don't have a picture that I like of myself or what have you. But I love that because you remembered all those memories come flooding back and to be able to have that on there, on this board of things that you're going for and to see yourself in these places. um, I've never heard of that before. Uh, oh, there was one more thing. Oh gosh, what was it? It was, um, no, uh, it's going to come back to me, but I love the fact that you have people put themselves in that because you, you really need to be able to, yeah, just let that, let that sink in. Oh, the how I was like, I cannot forget this one. I love that. If you base it off, I'm in control. I want to know the how it's only going to recreate what's pretty much already been created. So you can't have anything new that is so profound. That is absolutely so profound. So I love that you bring that into that board because I remember the first time I was making a board, I'm like, okay, I got this magazine and this thing and that thing. What do I want? What does this look like? And then there's a whole nother vision board 
um, creation when you partner with God to do it. Cause a lot of us, as I remember in my early twenties, I would even have, you know, sticky notes on my mirror in the bathroom of, and this year I'm going to create this and this year I'm going to create this, this year I'm going to create that all the things I'm like, this sounds great. I want to do it. Didn't ask God what he thought. It was just like, boom, 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 boom. All these big lavish lifestyle things, because that was the environment I was in. That's what was praised. That was what everybody was going after. Not that we can't have nice things, but it's the heart posture, right? Now I'm like, Lord, show me. And he'll like, even just give me images, show me things. I live in Southern California, so you don't have to drive very far to see something pretty immaculate. (laughs) And I love going to the beach quite often. And so there's just, there's constant vision even around me in the place that I live. And I chose to live here because of that. The weather, the people, just the, there's just an elevation and a whole different level. So I love back to the how piece that is so powerful of like, you, you got to release that control. So how do you, or do you even walk women through that in the, your program of like, let go. And then like, what happened? So I'd love for you to walk through that. Cause I am sure, you know, I definitely was a control freak to the, to the max. Um, so <laughs> for the ones on this podcast that maybe haven't let go yet, how could you help them kind of let go a little bit more? <laughs> For sure. Well, if you think of our brain, like right brain, left brain, and some of us tend to, especially as we adult, we tend to be more in the left brain, which is where analytical thinking and reasonable. I remember I have one client, she's like written seven books, PhD, and she's like, Deb, that's not realistic. And I'm like, now we're talking like, you know, so how do I walk people through? Well, it's really about getting them into the right brain, which is where the play, creativity, imagination, curiosity, where that lives. And I do that in multiple ways, especially when we're in person. I have my studio, as I said, so I diffuse oils. So I really fire up all the senses and the space itself, and then it also feels safe. And so to have people dream really big, uh, we also need to get back into, so out of the left brain, which is where we want to make lists. And I, Actually, when I first created my first draft of my curriculum, I used Jack Canfield's teaching, which has seven areas of life. And I actually called my first draft seven life areas vision boarding. And then I did my first go through with two of my girlfriends at my coffee table at my at my dining room table. And one had struggled with the seven areas. She could only do two. And she's a professional woman with like a healthy relationship, a good job, like from all appearances on the outside had her crap together. And it was like, she was struggling. And I was like, okay. And the other didn't even finish it. And I thought, hmm. And then I had a request from the women's center in my local town uh, where women go um, to escape domestic violence. And just if they're on hard times and the manager of the women's center was one of my parents at the childcare. And she said, Deb, when you're done your studio, I heard you're doing something there to empower women. Can I bring a group from the Women's Center? And I'm like, oh, I would love that. And then I started to reflect on, you know, my trial of of that curriculum and then who these ladies would be. And I thought, boy, oh boy, if I was in crisis, there's no way I'd be thinking about these seven areas. Like, what do I want to learn about? Or, you know, um, even maybe like I would maybe be concerned with safety, like with, you know, professional and maybe relationships or like, but certainly not seven. So I scrapped that first draft and I had like done a lot of work on that. And I thought, I thought, well, what do I have in common with her? And I thought I have my intuition, which again, as Christians, we know it's the Holy spirit, but we have this intuition and I know that the Holy spirit speaks more clearly 
and more loudly, like the volumes up when I'm in crisis because I'm listening. And so I thought I had that in common with her. So how can I create a workshop that it starts there? So I flipped the curriculum. I started with intuition, which we do a number of exercises. One of them, for example, is what would you say to your 16-year-old self? Mm. And then I go to the future and say, what would your 80-year-old self say to your current self? Mm. Such beautiful conversation. So um, some people come. I actually did a workshop on Saturday. And this lady, she's um, a former police officer. And she's like, really? You're going to make me cry? Really? (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) I I said, if there's not tears, I haven't done my job. I want you to feel (laughs) something. So. So, and that's where we, where I really do is that we do a number of exercises to get into the feeling um, because we are all vibrating. Like we are all energy. Everything in the world is energy, the seed in the ground, you know, everything. And so we want to raise that vibration. And for those of you listening, think, okay, Deb's going woo woo. I want you to think about if you walk into a room and someone has just had a fight you notice it, even if nobody says anything. And people okay. that it's so funny, they'll say like they're like, I don't believe in this stuff. And then I'll and then, but they talk about bad energy, which really makes me laugh. And I'm like, well, we we know about bad energy because we're like, whoa, don't want that. But how about um anticipating and participating and elevating positive energy? And what else can we do in our life? So those are ways that I definitely work with my clients. My vision board experience takes six hours. So sometimes, especially corporate clients will be like six hours, um, but I'll do it over two sessions or, but it does need that to fully, as you noted, to get into that mindset, to dream big, to let go, let the ego let go of what I should want on my board um, and to truly understand what is it that I want. And to also realize that we live a human existence, so we get to have things. I drive a really cute little blue Porsche. I love my little Porsche. I call her Declara Blue. And um, yeah, That's she's so joy. She's joy. And I want more joy in my life. It looks like my little fast little race car. Like my husband's like, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles. I'm like, That's because it's a race car. <laughs> and that makes me happy. Now, Am I still going to be happy if I don't have my little car? Absolutely. It's a choice, but I get to invite these things into my life. I get to be appreciative and grateful for what they bring into my life. Because imagine if I just aren't like the entitled, you know, like, oh, I deserve that car. It's just going to sit in my driveway. No, I'm going to express that that car gives me joy. Mm, I love that you brought that up because that's exactly where my line was going as you were talking is if you're, if you're, your vision doesn't make you get emotional. If it doesn't get you to stretch, then like you really don't have anything at all. Vision, it requires you to stretch. And then also being in a place like maybe there's a, um, like you mentioned your office, for example, uh, your, your space, you know, you walk in there, it looks like, you know, Kate Spade all over the place. It's a safe environment. There's oils. It smells good, feels good. Everything just, it settles and you feel like, ha, oh, I can kind of like let loose and, and put my guard down here. You know, for those that maybe don't have that environment in their whole home, maybe there's a there's a a space in your home, a corner, a room or something. But that is something that I have definitely focused on over the last couple of years is you want to be in an environment 
of excellence. You want to be in a place that gives you vision and encouragement and you're excited to get moving and, and sparks can fly. You don't want to be in a room where it's cluttered and it's dingy and it just feels heavy. Like that doesn't bring life at all. And that's actually another reason why I live in California is people ask, you live in one of the most expensive states and blah, blah, blah. Why haven't you moved? I said, I walk outside my front door and I love it. I love the weather. I love where I live. It's worth every penny, all the heartache, all the, <laughs> all the everything. And so having that space and maybe it's, you're not walking out your front door and have that, but if there's a space you can drive to a space in your home, having something like that, it's going to be able to, to breathe, uh, breed rather more clarity expanding the vision. Um, and then even on top of that, I'd love for you to even dive into this. It's like the, the proximity of the people around you. Like, you know, there's a lot of people that kind of poo poo on vision. They're just like, yeah, that's it. Like, a, you know, when you're a kid, what do you want to do with your life? You hit the age of 10. Yeah. That's not realistic. Let's go find something else. I'd love for you to speak on that because I know that is something so many deal with is whether it's family members, friends, church, whatever, uh, so many people that just, they're like, nah, like, you know, I'm not the one. So then vision can die if you're not in the right environment. For sure. I like to call vision the new spa day. And it's the most important day of your whole year. And so when you said about the picture, it's true. And it's alarmingly true. How many women I have that say, I don't have a picture of myself that I like. I don't have a picture by, by myself. Um, and, and even if I do, it's like, you know, remember those glamour shots in the nineties and we probably don't, yes. but it's like, you know, it's like, um, I wasn't actually happy. I look beautiful in it or it's a head shot. It's a professional shot, but it's not, I'm not, wasn't happy. And I'm like, how do you feel about making a vision board? Oh, I'm excited. Great. Go, go snap a selfie and print it. So it's not about that. It's truly about the feeling. And so that leads me into what you just said around people around you. This is one of the most intimate experiences that you will have because you are opening your mind, opening your heart and putting it on display. So this also means that there is power in declaring it. In fact, there's studies that show that you're 42% more likely to manifest, to, to have re reality in your life if you write it down. You're 65% more likely to manifest if you add images like with the vision board, but you're 95% more likely to manifest with accountability. Now, all of that dies if it is the wrong person, like, so that I want you to think about before you decide to share it with anyone, is there any inkling that this person will judge it, will question it, even raise an eyebrow? Like, you know, like it's just subtle sometimes. They don't deserve to see it. This is truly your inner thoughts. It's your heart's desire. And so protect it and keep it a very small circle, which also is why I help my clients to decide where they're going to display it. It's really important that it be displayed, that you have a decision. And so some of the most um, popular places are in the bedroom because it's best seen right before you go to sleep because it fires up those theta brain waves. And so you probably know, like if you haven't if you've watched a scary movie right before bed, it's like, ah, oh, that guy's in my dreams. Well, the same is true if you, you know, focus in on your vision. So put it on the back of your bedroom door. So it's the last thing you see before you go to sleep. First thing when you wake up or put it in your walk-in closet. I have mine in my bathroom. Somebody told me feng shui, that's not good, but I like it because I remember I'm a multitasker. So I, I stack my habits too, totally. whereas I'm brushing my teeth and I'm like checking on my vision board twice a day because I brush my teeth at least twice a day. So that works for me. But 
Yeah, it is really important to surround yourself with people that are going to be cheerleading. So if they're not as excited about your vision board as you are, they don't deserve to see it. So that would be the main piece of it. Um, and celebrate. So find those people who they may not understand everything you're doing. Like I have a group of women. I love them. We I call them, we call ourselves the diamonds, kind of like a take on the golden girls. I think we're pretty funny and cute. <laughs> and um, we go for dinner, whoever can make it once a month, we have a date set and we're there for each other and we do extra things. They don't always understand what I'm doing. I know that they don't, but I'll tell you, they are cheering me on. Like my success is their success. Oh, I have this media press or I have this, you know, they're like, you're hanging out with Jack Canfield. When were you going to tell us? Like they actually <laughs> gave me trouble for not telling them, you know? And so everyone deserves to have that. I will say there is an epidemic of loneliness in North America and beyond. I know even in the UK as well. And one of the most common photos that's requested for vision boards is friendship. And so what you're doing here in Girl Power Alliance is so important, not just for your, you know, mental health in terms of education, but also your mental health in terms of your overall well-being. There's so many studies that demonstrate that when you have uh, people that are, you know, have your back, who are there as friends, who are colleagues, it it's actually more important to your success than your IQ. Uh, mm. Sean Aker talks about that, the happiness theory. Yeah. Wow. That is, I mean, it's so true. It's like, I, I, if you have a great environment and great people that you love to, you can't wait to see them every day and different things like that. You can do the crummiest job, but it's like, Oh, I love the people that are around me because you're spending most of the time with those people. Um, and that, that proximity piece with, uh, here in girl power Alliance, I want to touch on because this conversation is coming up. Actually, it comes up a lot, literally every week is women, women coming into community with other women, a lot of women have been burnt by other women. And so you come in, you're like, uh, but this whole like God idea is the no competition in the kingdom mentality of we're coming together. Here's our stuff. Here's where we are. And we don't need to trample on top of each other to get to the top. There's plenty of room for everyone. We don't need to, oh, that's not good. Or you struggle with that. It's there's how can I serve? How can I help when we come from that? Obviously that kingdom perspective. So I love that you shared that because I know there's a lot of women that have come in and they're kind of like, huh, what do I do? What do I, can I trust them? And one of the things that we hear all the time, kind of like the uh, police officer that you mentioned earlier, she's like, you're going to make me cry diving into this. The amount of women that come in here, whether they're on a vision casting call with us for the opportunity or they're in Radiant Leadership Academy. And it really kind of digs down deep with that inside out transformation, unlocks things that maybe women have stuffed down. The amount of times that women cry and they're like, I don't know, I'm crying. I'm so sorry. Well, first of all, we don't need to say sorry. Let's normalize that. Let the emotions come out because you want to get to that real place. Because if we just keep stuff, stuff, stuffing, like the world tells us to, like just keep, you know, suck it up and move on. I mean, that's where vision literally can just, there's a noose around it and then it can never have life. It can never breathe. So I love that we went down that, that rabbit hole there because it's so like, there's so much vision, me being a visionary and like, you know, doing the vision boards and really like, I literally walk outside and I just see things pop up all over the place of like, here's what's, here's what's coming. Here's what's going to happen. And then I look to the left and the right and I see people literally, it's like the lamp, the light is turned off. There's no light bulb. There's no life-giving energy of any kind. 
and they're just kind of shuffling through life. Like, okay, well, when's the weekend? Huh? When's Friday? When's the weekend? When's Friday? When can I go do something else? And so I love that how life-giving this conversation is because um, you're really, you know, just empowering these people that come to you of there's so much more. And even roping it back to the first thing that you said, and I might not be quoting you directly, but you were talking about the, it really, you know, giving God the the glory or he loves the fact that we get to like go all out on these vision boards, right? Just like when you give your daughters a piece of jewelry, hey, please wear it, but it makes you happy when they're wearing it. And it makes him happy to, to see that we're opening that up because, you know, without vision, people perish. How do you get vision? Scripture says you got to draw near to God. So I'd love for you to like even talk on that point right there, because some people might think, like you said earlier, vision boards, and this is very like, you know, self, 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 and, you know, money hungry, what have you, but it's so much more. For sure. And, you know, doing this work, and I've done it in a secular coaching program, has made me a better Christian because what I, I've been able to look at it almost from a third party view. Um, and I think if I don't actually believe in infinite supply, and that I am supported, that when I receive an idea, it's God-given, I'm actually dishonoring God. Like, I'm not trusting then. And then we talked about that earlier, about the how. So knowing that I just have a responsibility to step one step forward. And and I want to also talk about goals and vision. So I think there's also some of that where I see, uh, you know, I'm seeing the women here, and a lot of them are you know, hardworking. You can never fault anyone here for not being hardworking. I think there's a lot of hardworking women and they set goals and, you know, they're at it, they're hustling and maybe, you know, working through the network marketing aspect of, of this, but that will only get you so far. There really truly needs to be the vision attached to it. So what is it? So if you're in Girl Power Alliance and you're like, okay, yeah, it's the next person I'm bringing in. I want, and I, I want to reach this level. I want to reach this goal and I want to bring this revenue. But what is it that you, the bigger vision around that? And I, I want you to think about this like a kite and a string. So the kite is the vision. So some people are very, like Molly, very visionary. I am too. Uh, you know, I get ideas, bing, 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 especially in the morning. My assistant, oh. her phone starts ringing. I start, I'm literally in the shower and I'm like hopping out going, oh, I have this really great idea for our magazine. Like, you know, and she, thank goodness she knows who I am. So it's all good. But that alone without action, without goals is like the kite without the string, it's going to float away. It's like the idea that doesn't have the action that's anchoring it. But if you only have the goals, which is the string, you're going to be left holding a limp string with nothing to fly it. So the two of them definitely connect. My expertise is visioning to support people to really get into that hope and vision. But I also do, especially my one-to-one -one coaching, I also help people just like here um, in your program, like that it's like, okay, it's the consistent, persistent, you talked about disciple, but it's about that discipline mm -hmm. to, to disciple yourself to be in daily action towards that bigger vision. And one more thing I want to just talk about is you talked about the wait, waiting for the weekend, those people. And most people look at a vision board in this way, which I think is why people get turned off. And they're like, but that's not Christian. And it's not when people look at it this way, being, what do I want to have? What do I need to do to have that stuff? Work hard, 
And then someday I'll be happy. Like people, I meet a lot of people that are just waiting for retirement. So, you know, I got to have this stuff. I've been working. And what have they got to show? Well, in Dare to Declare, we flip that on its head, which is the Christian way. Who do I get to be? It's all about being the best version of me, but glorifying God to his glory. That's where I put my focus is on God and what his will is for me in my life. And then the goal setting is doing. So what do I get to do to be the best version of her? How can I give more generously? And then the have, that shows up because God will reward that. And we just get to hold our hands out loosely to see what he shows us because it's always, in my experience, always been bigger and better than what I expect. Mm, That is so, I love that. I love that you flip it on its head. I love that you already addressed one of the elephants, right? They're just like, wait a second, because you know, you've done this for so long. Um, in the kite analogy, it's so it's so true. I, I it's funny that you said kite because I always use a balloon analogy, right? Anchoring it, the string, the balloon. So I love the fact that we use very similar analogies because it's true. It's like you, you've got to be able to anchor it somewhere, and um, you got to create that space. I love that you're a morning person. I'm an early morning person, and it's like I tell people before 10 a.m. I it is like gold up in there. I'm like, what? I don't have enough room in my journal on my phone, like. I am writing, sticking up anything anywhere, no matter where it comes out, because I'm like, this is, this is the Holy Spirit just download. I'm like, this is not me. This is just flowing. So, um, yes, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation as far as like that, that morning time and creating that space. But Debbie, I just want to say thank you so much. There's been so much value that you shared on here to really be able to open people up. There is so much more and you just got to be intentional and really digging in and you, uh, you know, uh, uncovered quite a few, probably objections or, you know, stopping points for people in this podcast. So, so much value was given and I'm just so grateful for you. Um, as we wrap up today, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with? Well, I think for anyone that's just starting out and if you think, oh, six hours, that sounds like really overwhelming. What I would suggest is take a piece from the Girl, uh, Girl Power Alliance, take your power word. So what is one word that is, how do you want to feel every single day when you wake up? If you, you know, time and money were no object, there was no obstacles, no challenges. How would you want to feel? Create a card uh, and just put that word central on there. You can surround it with images, doodles, uh, and focus on that and have that be your life preserver, be your prayer. I remember I did this with a woman and she didn't know, but her husband was then diagnosed with terminal cancer. And she's, Uh, reached out to me when I asked her how she was doing. She's like, Deb, I'm so grateful for that power word because when I don't have the words and I can't even think because my mind is so foggy, I go back to my word of grace. And that's, that. I just say grace and that's my prayer. And so I want to gift that to anyone that's listening. Um, Choose a word, have that be your power word, create a little card, start with that as your mini vision board and, um, and then let it grow from there. Wow, that one word. One word can make all the difference. Deb, you are incredible, truly an expert in what it is that you do. And again, thank you so much for just coming in here and pouring out. Uh, Go connect with Deb. We'll have all of her information in the show notes so you can connect with her. Clearly, she is a wealth of knowledge in this space and just has such a heart to serve, to really unlock women to, to step into those big visions and, and to, you know, where to start, whether it's with a word or a board or whatever that may look like. So Deb, thank you so much. And for all of you that are listening, thank you so much for listening. And please share this with a friend. 
There are so many people that need to be able to hear this vision is something that people are, are literally like dying for. They need it. And this could be the message that they need to hear. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us on the Girl Power Alliance podcast. Who doesn't love to talk about vision (laughs) and putting it down on a board just helps you to have that much more vision for the future that God is trying to partner with you to build. If you're new to the Girl Power Alliance community, we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and then share it with somebody. Who do you know that needs a little more hope and vision in their life? And don't stop there. Don't just share the podcast with them. Maybe it's time that you invite them into our community. We have a free Facebook group and we have a membership, a powerful membership with over 350 modules. We have certifications, live courses, live mentoring calls every single month and an opportunity to take all of those things and build yourself a semi-passive residual income. If you don't know my story, I have been in the network marketing profession for almost 20 years and I have earned multiple seven figures because of the platform of network marketing. And we have added that to the Girl Power Alliance platform. So you don't just get to fill your cup up here. You also have the opportunity to fill your bank account. It's a win-win. I'm telling you right now. Build yourself up in your knowledge of the word, in your faith, in your walk with the Lord and build up a bank account so that you and your family can have a wall of financial protection around yourselves so that no matter what goes on in the economy, you know that God has got your back and your family's back. We would love to have you as part of our team here partnering with us to move the needle for the kingdom. Head over to girlpoweralliance.com and just say yes.